Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park That's right, folks. We bike. Welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. What up? It has been a long, lengthy, uh, well, uh, well-needed break. Yeah. You know, um, we our last episode came out like just before Christmas, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, some things happened over the that time that I oh I was like oh, I wish I could get on the mic and yeah. speak about this. Yep. Um, First off, the where I want to start just to uh, encapsulate the uh, Christmas holidays. How was uh every everything on your end? Uh, Baby Max's first Christmas, Sophia's Christmas, your Christmas. Did you get the you know some new Jordans? What what, what was what's new situa- situations? Um, Max get baby little Jordans. It was good. Uh, no, he didn't. We didn't get him a lot of stuff because I mean he's a, he gonna grow out of it like a week. He's an infant. So it's like <laughs> why I spend money on a whole bunch of stuff. People yeah. gave us stuff, so I mean you know we take it. But um, yeah. Sophia had a good Christmas. Um, she got a lot of frozen stuff. A lot of um, you see it. Yeah, it's one over there too. Uh, yeah, Advent. I got yeah. the frozen Advent calendar yeah. <laughs> and the frozen piggy bank uh, gift from my. That's what that is from my sister in law. Yeah, okay. you know. Yeah, so uh, um, yes. she got a lot of that. A lot of Good LOL. Taste, a lot of LOL dolls. Don't know what know that what, is. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah, not, not up on that. Is that uh, like a brats? Is it like a brats? Something like that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it comes in a ball. You got to unwrap it, dress it up. It comes in a ball. It comes like a this plastic ball. You have to unwrap it. Oh, it's like a surprise. Everything is all packaged. You got to open. That's a part of the thing, or you did that. That's part of the thing. Oh, that's too much work. Um, yeah, but I didn't do it. So I don't. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I didn't get nothing. I'm grown now, so I was like, I'm not really expecting anything. Fair but enough. grandma always comes through. Always. That's, 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 that's like that's just that's just, that's default. <laughs> always. No matter how old you are, you're gonna get some, gonna get some socks, yeah, some slippers. You're gonna something. get something. She know. always comes through. Coming with the cash. I'm like, open much that card needed. up. Yeah. I'm like, man, she always she much always needed. Hits much me. needed. Absolutely. So, other than that, it was good, man. How about yours? My Christmas was great. I got a lot of sentimental gifts, a lot of funny gifts. Uh-huh. My gra- my grandmother came through in an odd way. I don't, you know, you get sometimes you get a gift, you don't remember dropping a hint for it. Uh-huh. So sometimes like camouflage shorts, much like that. We okay. don't need to go into that. My All mom, right. my mom cornered me uh, during the holiday season. And was like, look, check this out. You gonna stop putting disrespect on my name on this podcast? I was like, oh, she, li- she listed that. Yeah, oh, oh, hit me up in the corner and everything. So it's cool. We are gonna move on. We don't even need to. You know, that's cool. All right. yes. 
uh, you know that will, that story will remain in the past. Right. Anyway, if you turn your attention to underneath the table, though, you will see that there's an, a giant uh, high class air fryer underneath of here. Okay. We don't have much t- uh, counter space in our house. Our house is very um, quaint, um, so we will save this for a new house. I don't know if it'll be obsolete by then, but I didn't ask for this at all. Okay. You I know, mean, apparently, I, I think I did ask you what the hell this was when it was in the box. Yeah, that's what it was. I, okay. I thought it was, you know what I, <laughs> stupid ass me? What? I remember being out there and I was talking to my grandmother and I was saying, I was talking to my grandfather out there and I was saying how, um, I was asking him because he, he's, he like is a tech guy. Uh-huh. So I was like, uh, like what do you recommend? I, I said, I do this podcast. I was thinking about getting a new laptop. Do you think mm-hmm. I need a Mac? Do you, should I get a PC? What do you think? I thought it was a possibility it was a laptop in the box because mm. it came and said Best Buy on the box. That big ass box. It was a big was brown laptop. box. And I was like, I you mean, thought it was laptop in his box. I was like, I don't know, man. I was like, I mean, damn, did he go all out for your boy on Christmas like this? I'm almost 30 years old. Yeah. You gonna get me a laptop? <laughs> Shit. But it was in the back of my mind. I yeah. wasn't like expecting it to oh, be. Okay. I definitely wasn't expecting it to be an air fryer that has the capability of cooking a Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah. <laughs> that was the last thing I expected. But thank you very much to them. I appreciate it. I'm always grateful. Yeah, but yeah, I did yeah, not yeah. expect that. Right. Okay. You know, I, so that was cool. Christmas was cool. Also, I, I, you know, uh, somebody posted something on the Facebook page that I was hoping to be on a mic to ask you about. We'll talk about it now. Mm-hmm. There was a guy in some city who was a mailman. Mm-hmm. The truck caught on fire in some kind of way. Mm. Dude went in the in the truck to save packages. Mm-hmm. What do you feel on that? Are no. you doing that? Nope. But you you, you got to save Christmas. Fran saves Christmas, right? Nope. No. No. You just order it again. Yep. Yeah. That's luck. it. What if the truck fire was your fault? Like you know, um, you you know, smoking a little doobie action in the truck. You know, you oh man, it's down to the, it's down mm-hmm. to the butt. Flick. Yeah. You flick it and it hits on some papers that's flammable. Uh-huh. The whole truck combusts. Uh huh. You don't feel responsible One, for I wouldn't do that. Two... Of course not. Oh, oh yeah. just to be clear, Fran would never smoke doobage in the, yeah. in the truck, ever. No, it's against policy. Yeah. And, he's and two, person. no, I'm not doing that. I have a, have a family at home. I'm not, <laughs> not going to no. save your uh, um, order, hoverboard. Yeah, order that shit again. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay, respect. Um, just go 10 feet away, smoke a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, that shit is blazing. <laughs> Film it, put it on Snapchat. Yeah. Um, what else I want to talk to you about? <laughs> um... World War Three. Yeah. Uh, it was it was the about the I want to say it was the second day of twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um second day of twenty twenty, I worked the whole day. Mm. It's one of those days. So I get off work, showered up, lay down, make my set my alarms to wake up in the morning. Like, Damn, what time did you get home? Like midnight. Shit. Went to set my alarms, to, you know, and set my alarms. I was like, what happened on Twitter today? Oh, I was busy uh, at work. I get on Twitter. And see what's trending. I go to see what's trending just to see, you know, if, if LeBron had a good game. Um, you know, normal stuff. Yeah. A movie that came out, a TV show had a really good episode, something like that. First thing, boom, World War Three. I'm always like, a mistake. wait, yep. wait, what? Me too. Yep. It's midnight. Crazy. So then I go scrolling down the feed, and when I find myself in times of trouble, mm-hmm. Black Twitter comes to me. Yeah. For a good laugh. Mm-hmm. And once I understood what had happened. I was like, oh my God, great. Yeah. But then I was soothed for, like, I ended up staying up to like 1.30 laughing at black Twitter jokes. Yeah. Just, man, oh man, black people just know how to just ease the tension, man. Yeah, but it, it, was, diff- it was a different reaction for me. What was your reaction? Well, when I get on Twitter, uh-huh. I love getting on Twitter. Absolutely. And I go to check my trending. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I go, it's a great day in America. Mm-hmm. Some days I go... I shouldn't even inject this shit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it fills that you day, with fear and what? Yeah. What? That day was like World War Three. I was like, oh man. Then you see like draft. You know the draft jokes, and it's yeah. like, 
everything is not a joke, man. Yeah. I just no. Okay, so you so you you found you found some of the jokes to yeah. be tasty. It was funny, but though th- they were funny, but it's like everything ain't a joke all the time, man. Yeah, I get yes. trying to find the humor and stuff for sure, and you know bad times, but it's like I don't know, man. Yeah, in reality, uh, all jokes aside, people are going off to fight in this administration's yeah. war. Um, for what appears to be a dick measuring contest, as far as I could tell, is no, there was no imminent threat that mm-hmm. could be verified. He just felt like popping off. Yeah. And um, there has never been a change of administrations in wartime. Mm. And I don't think that's a coincidence. Just mm. in the history of this country, when the war pops off, whoever's the president always stays the president. Mm. It's not a law or anything. It's just people vote. For, hey, let them ride it out. He got us in it. We got to trust him with the process. That's yeah. how it's always gone. And I think he thinks that could, you know, this is just my speculation. That's a hell of a move. Yes, it's <laughs> a bold move. And um, I like, my favorite joke was, it was like, it was the quote, it was a quote of like, yeah, man, you know we attacked Iran yesterday. Like, we? <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite, because that's my vibe. Yep. 100,000. Yeah, yeah. I just live here, yeah, man. That was I just hilarious. live here. That's that went to. You know what I'm saying? I love this country, but whatever they do, <laughs> yeah. that's them. He said, we did shit. Yeah, no, they, I, we didn't yeah. do anything. Yeah. They that, did that. It was that, and then, like, I think it was the next day or, or like, a couple hours later, like, FASFA started trending. That shit was, <laughs> that shit was hilarious. <laughs> that shit was hilarious, man. <laughs> it was some funny jokes on there. Man. Yeah, it was. But yes, was. no, there are people who are going to go off and fight in these conflicts and aren't going to return and always condolences yeah. for that. Um, another thing we didn't get to talk about because it happened during the break was, did you see, I didn't want to see the video, but I didn't know what I was clicking on when I saw it. There was a church shooting in Texas where like a dude, he looked like, you know, he was one of those metal chain wearing, uh, chain pant wearing mm-hmm. hoodie up white guys stood up in a church and shot two of the parishioners in the church, and then one of the church security guards shot him. Yeah, I didn't see that. I saw the story. I didn't see the video. Yeah, yeah. Well, they. I didn't know. Oh. What the? I didn't know what the video was. Okay. I just saw this the church shooting. Yeah. And then there was a video. I thought it was like a news. Like you know how they they might show up to the point, and it's like, and then this happened. Da da da. Like over the oh the news report. Yeah. I thought it was that. It wasn't. It was like raw footage. Oh shit! No, I didn't um, see that. And I saw people. Using this as an opportunity, it always trips me out how when it's just a mass shooting and a bunch of people die, Mm -hmm. it's not the time to talk about politics and we shouldn't go, you know, that's always the defense for the for the pro gun people. Yeah. Well, this isn't the time to talk about that. This is a time for prayer. We won't talk about policy right now. People are mourning. But when they thought it was a like a church dude Mm -hmm. just saw a dude with a gun and got up and shot him. Oh, see a good guy with a gun and da 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 da. So I found it not shocking because I already know. I just know how this country works and people work in this country. And that kind of turned into a bragging point mm-hmm. somehow when two people died in that church and somebody brought a gun into a church. Yeah. That's what happened. And then a security guard killed that person. Thankfully, that security guard was there. Yeah. But nobody, it's not like nobody died. Yeah. Two people still died. Yeah. So I don't know how that turned into a pro-gun video somehow. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what it turned into. Yeah, it was like, see, this guy had a gun and he stopped the bad guy with the gun. He's a good guy with a gun. But two people got killed and a person brought a gun into a church. Yeah. And that still means we live in this world where you can't go fucking anywhere. Yeah. You know, and that's ter- that's that's terrible. Yeah. It, this, this isn't a, a highlight video. This is I, wonder if anybody, I wonder if that guy was like a. Does he go to the church all the time? He was church security. 
No, 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 the guy that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Because I'd be like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, he must have. I didn't really delve further into the story after to find out like his connection to the church. But that's a good point. I don't know. He must have. But then a church. Then again, a church is supposed to be welcoming to all. So I don't know. But But, he looked sketchy when he stood up. The picture I saw was a whole bunch of old white people. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess this was a young guy. Yeah, he was like a young white guy. I would be like, you know, what the fuck is he? Yeah, one one of the one of the other um, congregation's emotional children. Why does he have a fucking two sweaters on? In a, a fucking jacket and yeah, it's fucking 80 flag? degrees it's 80 degrees outside yeah I felt like it looked like that like <laughs> he looked like he looked like an oddball in that room yeah. it was a bunch of like 58 yeah. to 70 year old white people with glasses and yep. gray hair and then a dude from My Chemical Romance <laughs> it looked super odd but yeah no dude stood up and fired off on two people yeah. and then the guy got a headshot off clean on him mm. it was a great shot it was he he's a hero and I all of those things but this wasn't some I think people see that video and they go, see, if I'm ever in a Walgreens and somebody busts in and tries to rob the place and I have my gun on me, I'll shoot that person right in the head. Yeah. And a lot of these people don't realize when that fight or flight shit kicks in, we're not Chuck Norris. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's just like, oh shit, a fire, fire fight. Let me pull yeah. my gun out, shoot him right in the head. You fuck around, shoot the person behind the counter. Yeah. Shoot it, yourself. Shoot yeah. Everybody having out. a gun is not like safer. Yeah. Everybody with a gun is not uh, Ram- John Rambo. And I think that's that's the delusion that guns have created in this country. Yeah. Where it's like, if I have a gun, I'm John Wick. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're not. You just are a dumbass with a gun. <laughs> you know? There are short some- temper. Shit. Yeah, there are some people that have done a lot of training with guns and are great with guns, but that doesn't mean everybody should have a gun yeah. and we're all walking around with guns. And if you look a little suspicious, I can pull my gun out and shoot you. Oh, yeah. your cell phone? Oh, my bad. I just... I prejudged you and I shot you and you weren't doing anything anything wrong. Yeah. So that terrifies me even more. If it's everybody having a gun and being mm-hmm. able to use their own discretion and go, hmm, that guy's taking a long time pumping his gas. Yeah. Why does he keep opening his back door? I'm gonna go solve this. It's like you, <laughs> sir, you work at Applebee's. Yeah. Why are you trying to solve a case that's not happening? Anyway, we will continue to get to what we wanted to come and talk to about. Uh, talk about we um we have landed on. You. Mm-hmm. Have you started You? Yeah, I am uh, just finished six episode six last night. Of season one? Yes. Uh, You, great show. Yep. We finished season two last night. Oh, man. I am concerned because this dude, uh, Penn Badgley, is like the new thing. The guy. Joe. Joe, okay. He's, it's becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. Where, oh my God, Joe, I wish... <laughs> He uh, he he cares about her. Mm-hmm. I wish you you should hope a guy so attentive to you like this. And it's yeah. like this is a stalker. Yeah, you know. And the show already does that to you, where you're like, is he a good? He's a good guy, right? You know, it, it fucks with you. That's mm-hmm. what I like about the show mm-hmm. because you're going back and forth over and over, where you go, this dude's fucking crazy. Yeah. And he's nice to Paco, and you're like, well, I mean, he's like a good guy though. Yeah. And then he kills somebody, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, he's fucking crazy. We're wrong. Then it just goes back and forth. And I feel like this, I didn't watch 13 Reasons Why for this reason. I haven't watched that show. Mm-hmm. But I felt like the concept of a girl committing suicide being a show and exploiting that. And all, mm-hmm. That's what I felt. I've never seen the show, so I could be wrong. Somebody's going to hit us up like, the show's not like that. Yeah. I but, saw episode one. I mean, season one, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I just felt like it was a, a, a weird, dark yeah. concept for a show. Mm-hmm. And I, so I didn't watch it. I wasn't interested. And you, I thought, was... ABC Family stupid shit. I thought it was going to be a stupid drama, like <laughs> uh, PG-13 stalker show. Yeah. And I was like, that's dumb. 
Then I turned it on finally after huge season two came out and everybody's talking about that and I'm seeing the memes and da 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 yeah. and I and I didn't want it to get spoiled for me mm-hmm. because I, I hadn't planned on watching it, but now everybody's talking about it yeah. and talking about it kind of spoiling it. So I was like, well, everybody's talking about it. Let me watch it before it gets spoiled yeah. for me and mm-hmm. see if I like it. Watched season one, loved it, mm-hmm. didn't want to love it. Didn't want to love Joe, mm. but it's like he's an anti-hero. I yep. kind of like that. It's like Breaking Bad. It's like Dexter. Mr. Morgan. It's my yeah, guy. Yeah, he, he, he's a he's a bad guy, but you kind of like him. The only difference between him and Dexter is Dexter was killing serial killers, so you can still yeah. kind of go. He's more strategic with it though. He had a whole setup. Yeah, well, he's a serial killer. Yeah. Joe isn't a serial killer. <laughs> Joe is like just fucks up and then yeah. fixes it. Crazy. Yes, but. Even Dexter, you go, but he's like killing people that kill people. So he's kind of like, yeah. he kind of is a good guy. Yeah. Joe is. He wasn't a... killing people that killing people. Who? Uh, Joe. That's what I'm. That's my uh, point. That's <laughs> okay. what I'm saying. Yeah, he yeah, is yeah. a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. no justification yeah. for the stuff that he does. Well, it's bad people. Technically, they don't deserve to die because <laughs> you're a shitty friend. And that show they do. Yeah, well, well, that's my point. Is that I think this is starting to blur the line. It, it, it concerns me because mm-hmm. we live in this world again. This goes back to my point about the music and the video yeah. games, where I go. No man, it's just art. Like people, people know how to separate it. No. And now I'm, and I don't know if I believe that anymore. I told you that when the Joker movie came out. I get that, and I've started to come around <laughs> on it. So now I'm like, should we? Should this show that is kind of romanticizing a stalker killer, should it exist? But I want it to exist because it's good. I don't know. Man. So I'm conflicted. You know, I just, I just feel like it's a dangerous show it is. because you shouldn't be. Women shouldn't love the guy who's the stalker killer on the show, and like I want him to. And I know it's Twitter jokes. I understand it's uh, Twitter jokes and everything like that. But sometimes it's not. Yeah. Sometimes a you know a woman might watch this show and go, I would love for a guy to like be this devoted to me. Really? And then they don't know the signs if they see the shit in real life. And I tell you, based on the story that I chose specifically because of yeah. watching this show uh-huh. this this week as in our return. That's a show. Yeah. The stalker is not ever the fucking suave dude who says the crazy shit in his mind, but says the perfect shit out of his mouth and gives you your space when you want it and goes down on you and is nice Mm. and, you know, good with your friends and all that kind of shit. It ain't like that. Also, you're not... The part that you see on the show... You wouldn't see if it was happening happening to you. Yeah. You wouldn't know if he had your phone. You wouldn't know that he's fucking... (laughs) Know every fucking little bit about your life and where you're going and shit. You wouldn't know that part exactly. So I don't want them to ro- yeah. romanticize the positives mm-hmm. of yeah. a of a stalker and then for and then you won't be able to see the signs of oh yeah he knows so much about you because he's been stalking you before he knew you. Yeah, that's why you guys feel like you're soulmates and he knows everything about you and you guys have so much similar interests because he stalked your Facebook page and your likes and all that before he met you. Mm-hmm. So I just don't want people to get caught up in. You know, uh, wanting a guy now who is as attentive as Joe and pays attention to you and wants to, you know, be around you all the time and then forget that that's not always a good thing. Yeah, that's codependency. That's obsession. And I don't want people to get that confused with love. Mm -hmm. And I think this show is blurring that line. But it's a great show. Yeah. Love the show. Great show. Um, Anyway, uh, before we move on and get to the fucked up shit of the week. And of the decade and of the year. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff, man. A lot of stuff. 2020, new decade, new year. Yeah. Man, a lot of shit. Um, Lloyd got bullied into not even admitting. I wouldn't say admitting. He, li- he lied. Lloyd. The what? singer Lloyd. Oh, Atlanta, shit. Decatur, I baby. forgot all about him. I don't know how. Hits. 
Um, anyway, one of his biggest hits, um, which has been under scrutiny for a lot of years on the internet, um, Five Two or Fine Two. Mm-hmm. We all know it's Fine Two. Mm-hmm. It's funny to say Five Two. Yeah. We all know it's not Five Two. That doesn't make any sense. She's Five Two, but I want you. Yeah. I want you, even though I like short girls. Lloyd got bullied. Finally, the Twitter and, and internet memes of all the years. He was on a stage somewhere at somebody's concert, and they asked him. Recently. Recently. Okay. Over the break, while we were on break. Lloyd, settle this, man. What is it? Is it 5-2 or fine 2? And he takes a half a second, and he goes, Hey, y'all gotta say, man, it's 5-2. What? Come on, fam. That's dumb. We know it's not that. I hope it was a joke, but he said it like he was dead serious. And I just don't like that the internet has this power to rewrite history. Mm. People are spelling words wrong, yeah, changing lyrics, and then the consensus dictates if it's right or not. Like, oh, we all think it's that, so it's that. Mm-hmm. I don't like that, man. That's rewriting history, and that ain't cool. I was listening to the radio yesterday, uh, and there was a guy on there named Chef G rapping. Mm. He spells Chef S-H-E-F-F. That's not how you spell chef. S-S-H, okay. That's wow. not how you spell chef, you know? Now, maybe his name's Sheffield, but I just really think people on the internet can just spell stuff how they want to, and that's just how it is now. Is his music knocking? I don't know. I oh, didn't really. It was, it was one of those songs like, that sounds like all the other songs. Okay. It was one of, but, but that doesn't mean it's bad, you know? There's a bunch of songs that sound like future songs, yeah. but they aren't bad, mm-hmm. but they just all sound the same. Yeah. It was one of those kind of things. Um, so, I just feel bad for Lloyd that he got bullied into saying something so stupid because it, it definitely is not five two and as a matter of fact if he wrote she's if that is the lyric th- that's a stupid song now yeah it, it it i don't like it anymore it was funny when it's the joke but now he, uh, the guy comes out and goes hey y'all guess what it really is that you go oh really then that's a stupid lyric yeah. that you wrote five two and fine two well five now you, two, you I want just you? i feel like now you can just do stuff write stuff and then people just go i know what he means and it just Nobody cares. Fill in the blanks. Nobody cares. It reminds <laughs> me. Every, for interpretation. Yeah, it reminds me of, um, what is that movie with um, um, Don't Drink Juice in the Hood? Oh, the, Don't Be a Menace to Society. Menace to while society. Drinking juice in the Hood. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It reminds me of the part when he went to go fill out an application for a job, and mm-hmm. it was just like, sex. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, I feel like, and that's how it's gonna be. It's for, open to your interpretation. Yeah. It's what like, do you think it means? Like, and then that's what it means. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's kind of how the world works now. <laughs> So well, that's what it means to me. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't tell me my, my feelings aren't valid. Right. So I'm right still in some wow. kind of way. That's how the world works now. It's you crazy. can't tell people what's unhealthy. Don't do drugs. It's like, don't tell people how to live their life. It's like, okay, well, my bad. Sorry. Yeah. Thought drugs were bad. Shouldn't do drugs. Sorry. Didn't didn't mean to step on your liberties. <laughs> um. So yeah. It's uh, crazy. Five, two, and I want you is the official lyric of Lloyd's Can I Be Your Friend. Did he have braids? Mm, wasn't paying attention, man. Oh, okay. Wasn't paying. I just was so baffled by what he said out of oh. his mouth. Mm. It like I was like temporarily blinded by it. It was so stupid. Is he like a like a, a old young man? Because he was well. He is. I mean, he's probably like in his mid thirties now, but still trying to dress young. He's yeah. one of those guys. And oh, okay. the only guy that can do that is Fabulous. Yeah. There's no other body, other person that's like forty <laughs> and can wear like a leather vest with a you know a, a fucking Louboutin shoes with the spikes on uh-huh. it and some fucking bape hoodie. <laughs> And sunglasses, and you're like, you're 42. Yeah. But when Fab does it, it looks cool. Yep. But anybody else is like, bro, you got a, you got a belly, you know. Is he fat? No, I'm saying. Oh, like, okay. I'm right. saying like a dude oh, that you. lives in West Baltimore. Yeah, I got you. On the corner, dressed in the fucking like the shirt that's half leather and mm-hmm. half cloth, and yeah. 
wearing some kind of crazy jewelry, but they're clearly 45. It's yeah. like... You're like an idiot. Yeah, you look dumb, man. You're not Lil Pump. You can't just dress <laughs> how you want to. You're not Amigos. Yeah. You can't be out here dressing like the Amigos and you're old enough to be the Amigos' dad. Yeah. That's not how that works. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, before I let you guys, before we jump into this break, I wanted to go ahead and give my mantra for 2020, okay? For 2020, I want you, I want you to guys to take a metaphorical bag, man. We're going to fill that bag with positivity, love, with empathy and and lots and lots of prosperity for 2020 and the and the decade the next decade 2020 to 2030 the mantra is fill that bag up right now okay we're gonna fill that bag up with positivity love caring for others and lots and lots of aspirations and goals man if you're sitting on your ass right now i'm turning to that commercial right now you're sitting on your ass right now you're not doing nothing you need to get up you know go 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 apply to a college you know you're not doing nothing wow. get up and go do something stop stop sitting around <laughs> hey stop sitting around you're not doing nothing get up get off your ass and go go do something out there i fucking hated that guy. yeah but now i want that energy going into this decade it's like get up man get up if you if you want to do something go up, get up and go do it man yeah. fill that bag up 2020 and we'll, uh, what should we play, man? We're going to go out to. Hmm. You know what? I'm feeling kind of old. You know, I'm feeling like, you know, I need I need revitalization. So I'm going to go out to uh, Fun. We Are Young. It's probably one of the biggest songs of the decade, last decade, which is crazy to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're going to go out to that. Shout out to my boy Les Greens, a favorite of his. And uh, when we come back, talk about some fucked up shit in the new year, in the new decade. And uh, so stick Just across the bar, my seat's been taken by some sunglasses, asking about a scar. And I know I gave it to you months ago. I know you're trying to forget. But between the drinks and subtle things, the holes in my apologies, you know, I'm trying hard to take it back. So if by the time. The bar closes and you feel like falling down. I'll carry you home tonight. We are young. So let's set the world on fire. We can burn brighter than the sun. All right, and we are back. Since this is a new generation, a new decade, a new year, Fran, I don't know who's supposed to go first, so I challenge you to a game of Rochambeau, best two out of three, to decide who will go first and start the rotation for the next generation. Okay. Uh, I'm ready when you are. I'm ready. What are we going on? on shoot. Shoot. Wait, one, two, shoot. We're going on shoot. Yes, we're okay. going on shoot. I got you. Okay, you ready? Hold yeah. on. And one, two, shoot. That was a little delay, but Sorry. that was a draw. <laughs> <laughs> he like put rock and then his fingers crept out and we both did scissors. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. All right. One, two, shoot. One, two, shoot. One, two, shoot. Okay. That's one me. All right. This is okay. One, two, shoot. <laughs> one, two, shoot. Damn. Ah! I thought you get, should get papers. Damn. All right. I am victorious. <laughs> so please That's gather. Bullshit. That was bullshit. <laughs> Gather around for my affirmative murder this uh, year, this decade, my first of the year. Okay. Um, as I said, I was inspired by the show You. Yeah. Um, I found the idea. I actually did a lot of research on stalking. It's a lot more prevalent than um, 
I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't realize that they're stalkers, even people who aren't dangerous. Mm. But there's a statistic that says about 94% of murder uh, people who commit murders have stalking tendencies. That makes sense. It does make sense. But the part that I read about people not realizing they're being a stalker until they get called out. Sometimes pe- um, I heard I read a thing that says for a lot of people stalking uh, or over over contacting somebody mm-hmm. uh, when they are, don't want to be contacted by you, it induces the same feeling as a panic attack. Mm. So when you when the person is like, leave me alone, it's like, no, but I need to talk to you. So yeah. that and it's like call, call, text, yeah. email, you know, I've done that show. What? I've done that. Over blow blow somebody up? Yeah. Yeah. I think oh man, I think especially when you fuck up. Yeah. I think there's a line, but that can be considered stalking. Mm. You know, so you don't okay. even you don't even realize what you're doing. Anything that you're doing that makes another person concerned. Now mm. I, you can't speak for how the person felt. Yeah. So you might just feel like, no, I need to tell them, explain yeah. my side. Yeah. But if they're not picking up the phone because they're like, leave me alone on yeah. the other end then that's a form of stalking. Hmm. And I think a lot of people don't realize that and don't realize that they're committing stalkerish tendencies. Yeah. You know, emails, text messages, phone calls, showing up at somebody's work. Uh-huh. Uh, um, uh, anything like that can be considered a form of stalking. Yeah. And I think people need to really realize uh, when they are committing those kind of acts mm. because they don't know the damage that they're doing to the person on the other end. Hmm. You might just think, even if you were do all those things and you get your girl back or yeah. your guy back, mm. you still might have forced them into it a little bit. It worked. And then people don't, yeah, but people don't realize if it worked, you don't know why it worked. And then you guys break up six months later and it's just because it worked because mm, you made yeah. them so uncomfortable right. and guilted them into it and they didn't really want to get back with you. Yeah. But you made them so uncomfortable that they go, okay, fine, I'll, well, I'll, I'll give it another shot. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't work six months later because it never was supposed to work. Yeah. You scared them into getting back with you. Okay. You know, so yeah, that's one of the things I think that the show you is doing for me is making me more aware of red flags and um, things of being that stalked? of being stalked of being a stalker. Mm, okay, things that you don't you might not realize. Hey, man, just because you want to talk doesn't mean they want to talk. Yeah, don't show up at their job. Yeah, that's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't. And for some people, they might go. That's always been weird. You sh- this show shouldn't have made you realize that. But some people might go. You got to do what you got to do to get your person back. Yeah, you know I'm gonna go to the, I'm gonna show them. I mean. I remember one time, Uh-oh. full disclosure, and the girl called me and, and stopped me from doing it. But I had I was dating a girl. Wait, did you we, jump off a bridge? What? Oh, okay. No. no, I was dating a girl. We broke up. She broke. She broke up with me, and uh, I was like, she was saying I just wasn't there enough. So I was like, you know what? I'm okay. gonna be there double to show you. Da 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 da. So Who's I'm, this person? It doesn't matter, man. It doesn't. That doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, we won't I, I did. Well, you can tell use, me. We're gonna, I'll tell you off air. Okay. We, we're not gonna use. Oh, real you tell me now so I can get into the story. But okay. It was basketball court. Leave. Oh, got you. That okay, girl. that's all you had to say. Okay, cool. All right. Oh, yeah. Um, that's, I'm not surprised. You didn't got to finish the story. But <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so we broke up. I'm like, well, if I wasn't there, I'm gonna be there double now. <laughs> so now I'm hitting her. I'm, good mo- we're broken up now. Good morning text. Good night text. Uh, you know, asking her to hang out, yeah. asking if she's okay. Yeah. I'm gonna bring you, let me bring you some lunch, mm-hmm. blah, 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 those kind of shit. And then uh, I felt like it wasn't really working. So I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna write a love note. No. I'm gonna go put it on her windshield. No. So when she gets up in the morning, she's gonna know, hey man, he's doing those little subtle romantic, romantical things. Where was I? <clears throat> Why would this run by me? 
when you did this? Because I'm a dumbass, man. I'm a dumbass. I'm a dumbass. I was 20 <laughs> at the time. Put me in the... Put me in the <laughs> Put put yourself in my shoes. I'm a dumbass. I'm a dumbass. I was very I was very vain at the time to this, in the in the sense that I had never been dumped before. Anytime okay. uh, something fizzled out, I was like, oh, I'm this girl. I don't yeah, really want to date yeah. her anymore. I had never been like, I break up with you. Yeah, like uh uh on that Stranger Things season, like uh, Eleven goes, I dump your ass. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that. I dump your ass. Uh-huh. I was like, wait, what? No, but like I'm me though. <laughs> and so that fucked me up and I was like okay well then I'm gonna show you I can be that yeah and thankfully I was like mid text and writing the note like so I hope you have a good night hope you have mm-hmm. a good day at work tomorrow I'm writing the note it might, might even have been some poetry shit like you know losing your sun, bag huh? I was in my bag <laughs> I was like I, was like, I won't cause it was it wasn't even really about the girl I was like I'm not gonna lose like yeah. you don't break up yeah. with me gotcha. like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be awesome again yeah. mm-hmm. and you 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 don't dump me so I was like I'm gonna go full on uh, romance the 10 things I hate about you I don't even I didn't even see that movie like, a romantic comedy I'm gonna mm-hmm. be a romantic comedy so I'm texting her like good night, sweet nothings, whatever, and writing the shit. You know when the stars align, but wow, it's <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm when our eyes meet, boom, boom, and then she goes, "Hey, listen," and the text she goes, "Look, I just, I just think we need some space. Uh, I, you know, I need some time to mm-hmm. really figure out what's my life, and mm-hmm. I can't do that if you're still around." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, uh, okay, cool, no doubt." How old are we? About twenty, okay. You know, so I was like, "Oh, okay, cool, for sure, I get it." Mm-hmm. Crumbling yeah. up my, <laughs> crumbling up my letter, and I threw it in the trash can. Uh, Thankfully, I didn't go over there and put it on. Her, who knows? She might have called the police on yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this dude is stalking me. He won't leave me alone, and I didn't even realize it. I thought I was being romantic. Yeah, you know. So people need to realize sometimes it's not. Sometimes you might not even be crazy. You just don't realize how you're coming across to the person on the other end. Mm. You might think you're in your bag, getting mad, romantic leaving rose petals on their steps to when they walk to their door to lo- open up the and it's like they might see those rose petals and go oh my god is he in the house mm. and you just put the rose petals down and left yeah but now they're they're hesitant to open their door because you might be in there mm. and you don't even know you're like i just finesse that she's yeah. gonna see those rose petals and think of me and call me over now this is a situation where you guys aren't talking right through text this wouldn't go i mean no what this is mean? wouldn't go for somebody that's if everything is fine this is this it's different Right, so if I'm, you, I'm trying. If, to okay, so if you go, if you do that, which uh-huh. she was just explaining, yeah, and you guys are not arguing or going through some type of breakup, sure, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you go through a breakup, then yeah. it's like it's stalker. There has been a boundary set. The breakup is a boundary. Okay, got. If you. you just do this for your girl, no, I, no, right. I, you okay. know, and also maybe not. You know, I don't know. Sometimes you right. could be in a relationship and realize this person is too obsessed with me. Yeah. And now you're now you're then concerned, and now I'm going to break up with you. Yeah. It's like you're doing too much. Yeah. So I don't know. There's all kind of. It's a gray area. That's mm-hmm. what the show's doing for me. It's not black or white. Being a stalker isn't like you just, you know, I work at Hooters and you come to my section all the time and try to touch my ass. Yeah. It's not just that. Sometimes you, your stalker could be the person you're dating. Mm. Your stalker could be your neighbor and they seem nice and they come over in a nice way, but then they steal shit out of your house and your underwear and shit. It, it, it's a gray. I don't know if I had a stalker before. You might have. We don't know. It's crazy. I mean, look, man, for people who don't know, if you anybody that remembers the jerk craze, Fran was hot shit. He was real skinny. Yeah, he could pull off yellow pants. Yeah. Hit a lip ring. Nope. He was in his bag. Yeah. And I was like his sidekick. And I got like I got like the spillover vibes. You know, the the friend who wasn't the main friend that we came to see. I could get that one. <laughs> I, I got my I got my feel because I was there. I was kind of like the fat jerk kid. 
I was like chubby, but I could I could do the jerk too. Yeah. So we that we kind of had that dynamic. Yeah. Like a Timon and Pumbaa kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, to, I'm gonna get to my affirmative murder. So my affirmative murder is the story of Ming Ming Sin Shu. Mm. Uh, there was a Lifetime movie that came out in October of last year, 2019. Okay. That covered this story. Um, it's a pretty wild story. It's like. It's it's not sexy you. Mm. It's the not sexy version of you. Mm. The one where there was no relationship. It was a stalker that went super wrong and out of nowhere. Okay. okay. So, friend, um, you remember back in the day, school days. Yeah. And, you know, elementary school, middle mm-hmm. school, high school. We all had that teacher that we, you know, had that crush on. And, yeah. You know, high school for me was Miss Lampy. Mm-hmm. Uh, middle school, sixth grade, we 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 only did sixth grade together. Yeah. Um, I had a I had a crush on Miss Haskell. Yeah, me too. I thought she I thought she had it going on a little bit. Yep. In elementary school, I can't remember. Might have been Miss Scop, but she wasn't even particularly pretty. She was just the cool teacher. Mm-hmm. She was super cool. And I was like, I like her. Mm-hmm. And uh, what about you? You know, you, you, you fully candid. Miss Haskell is it? Is it? I don't even. I can't even think of any teachers' names. <laughs> Miss Haskell left the last lasting impression. Yeah, that was huh? it. it was a couple throughout high school, middle school, and high school, but mm-hmm. it was so long ago. I don't even remember. But Miss Haskell, we both Haskell we was, both remember Miss Haskell. Yeah. When she was dope. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that they were harmless crushes. We just yeah. were like, she's cute. Boom. Man, I yeah. like her. I'm gonna be extra funny in her class, and you mm-hmm. know, maybe you know, we we are we have like a friendship. I'm not gonna try to. I know I can't date her. I'm 11, but yeah. like we, <laughs> she can. She'll know me and know yeah. my name and that kind of. That's where crushes kind of. For normal kids, I mean, these days the kids are just fucking the teachers. It's yeah. wild. So, mm-hmm. but for us and our at eleven years old, we just wanted the teacher to like know our name and mm-hmm. be like, Alvin, stop. Oh, I do know one, Miss Gunther. Miss. Oh wait, was that that was middle school, right? That was middle school. She was skinny. Yes. No. I, I re- yeah. Ms. Yeah. No. I just love I re- all the guys love Miss Gunther. There you go. I yeah, do. I remember, remember, remember Miss Gunther. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I remember. Ms. I didn't have Miss Gunther. I had her all the way up to high school. Yeah, but it's, she went to high school. She went to Kenwood. She she transferred. T- yeah, she teaches at Kenwood. Mm-hmm. I had her all the way up to. Might have been stalking you. Maybe. That might have been your stalker, man, Miss Gunther. Maybe. Yeah, I remember. She was like the cheerleader coach, right, or something like that, or she, she was the health. She was the health teacher, and then I end up. I had to go when I was in my senior year. I had to go to night school. She's my night school teacher. <laughs> we're gonna move on, man, because this sounds some kind of sinister, and I don't, I don't want to bring up any kind of dark memories or flashbacks that you might have. Um, so, any, anyways, uh, moving on from that, ours were harmless uh, school crushes. However, Ming Shu's crush on his ninth grade algebra teacher began in 1965, and it morphed into a sick obsession that lasted over 15 years. Whoa! Yes, dedication. That is that 15 is years. that's a big chunk of your life. Yeah, that uh, sounds exhausting. But it's not exhausting if you love it. What they, what's yeah. that? What's that saying? What's that? It, it doesn't. It shouldn't apply here, but it kind of does. It's like uh, find something you love to do, and you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. And if you love stalking this woman, if you have to do whatever it is, it's not work. It's like oh, I love doing this. I live for this shit. You know. <laughs> I love watching you twenty four seven. First, that's, that's yeah. That's, that's crazy. the thing. Um, throughout the years, Shu fantasized about Mary Stoffer. Wrote stories detailing sexual fantasies ranging from consensual to non-consensual, some detailing rape. Mm. His disturbing imagination wasn't enough to satisfy his twisted cravings, and he began relentlessly stalking Mary and attempting to track down throughout, attempting to track her down throughout most of the 1970s. He even once broke into her in-laws' home in 1975, believing it to be hers. 
and threatened the family with death if the if the crime was ever reported to authorities. Mm. And they never said anything until they got back from a trip from the Philippines in 1979. So he came in, threatened them, and they really never said anything for four years. Wow. Scared of shit, huh? Terrified him. In 1980, he learned of her whereabouts in Bethel University campus and began to stalk her for months. Mm. In May of that year, he followed her to a salon where he held her and her daughter, who was seven years old at the time, at gunpoint mm. as they were leaving and proceeded to kidnap them. Oh, so he rolled up on them? Yeah. Oh. Pulled up on them in a, in a windowless van. Wow. And, and like made it out like he was robbing them, but he stuffed them in the trunk and, and swerved off. So this wasn't like Joe. Joe just don't no, jacket Joe, and hat yeah, and just, yeah. When he put that hat on, when Joe puts that hat on, he's, he's about to put that work in. Yeah, you won't even see him. Crazy. That hat. When that hat, Sierra, me and Sierra noticed that pretty quick. It's like when that hat goes on, yeah, it's it's like the other Joe. <laughs> um, but yeah, so her and her seven year old daughter were kidnapped in broad daylight. Um, they were terrified and tied up. Uh, Mary made loud noises from inside the trunk, so she pulled over and caught the attention of a six year old boy named Jason Wilkham. Named Jason Wilkman, sorry. He threw the boy into the trunk as well and then beat him to death with a metal rod in a secluded wildlife Wait, refuge. Wait, why did he do that? Because he heard the noise? Or? Yeah, well, he pulled over the trunk to tell her to shut up. Oh, and then and there was like boy. a little boy. Damn. You know, remember that scene in The Incredibles when uh, the dad comes home from work? Yeah. He's mad. He closes the door. The window breaks. He's fucking pissed off. Picks the car up mad. And yeah. then the little boy's on the trike and his bubble pops. Yeah. He was the little boy on the trike. Except this isn't a Disney movie. This is a fucking crazy killer. That's crazy. So That's he grabbed just... the kid and put him in the trunk too and then took him to a wildlife refuge and beat him to death and left him there. So Damn. rest in peace to him. Just a, just a, who knows if that boy would have even been able to describe what he saw, yeah. you know, he, but you know, he was all adrenaline up and panicked and killed a little boy. That's wild, man. Uh, Shu then drove Mary Stauffer and her daughter Elizabeth to his house and locked them in a narrow <laughs> closet. He then proceeded to take Mary, St- Mary Stauffer out of the closet and tied her to a piece of furniture. Shu then talked to her for hours and hours for the for the the night of the kidnap for the night of the kidnapping, disclosing that he was. You right? He what? He talked to her. Yeah, he tied her up that to a piece of furniture and was like, "So check this out. Do you remember me?" Wow. Yeah, like he got in his monologue bag. Yeah. Some crazy shit. Like, check. Let me tell you my origin story. Um. Wait. So they 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 do know each other. I mean. She doesn't know that until well, I'm about to get you. Now. Oh, she shit. doesn't know they know each other. So, um, so he tied her up. He's talking to her about uh, how he uh, he's talking to her before he repeatedly raped her, filming the conversation and the rapes on video. Uh, he told Stoffer that when he was 15 years old, or he told Stoffer that 15 years ago, that he indicated that she had given him a grade of a B in algebra, which prevented him from going to college. And he said, as a result, he was drafted and sent to fight in the Vietnam War, where he became a prisoner of war. And this was, uh, this, however, this was, as many of his claims were, not true. So So he just made up this revenge. He made up this, he made up this, this is 15 years prior, he's coming to to this woman, Mary Stauffer, and saying, hey, I was one of your students, and you gave me a B, and it ruined my life. Yeah. I got drafted because I didn't get to go to college, which I guess if you're in college, you don't get drafted. Because I didn't get to get into college, I got drafted and I became a prisoner of war in Vietnam. Hmm. And it was all a lie, but it was to make her feel bad and feel like she, which what was happening to her was deserved in some kind. So of So she way. was a teacher. She was a teacher. Okay. Yeah, she was right. a teacher. She was his teacher. She was his algebra teacher. Hmm. But she didn't remember him. He maybe she did it. Some, maybe maybe she did. I didn't read 
uh, that part in the story yeah. and then her telling of the story, I don't know if she ever really recalled him. Mm. You know, she 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 knows that he lied now because he was the top of his class at the time, mm-hmm. and he did go to college, and he didn't ever serve, and it was all a lie. But I don't know if at the time she was like, oh, that's Ming Sin Shu. Yeah. You know, I don't think that that clicked. Other than what she's tell he's telling her about mm-hmm. how he she gave him a, a grade a B. Right up. B. A B. I wish my, my my mom you know, my mom would do a backflip if I if I brought home a a, yeah. a report card full of B's. Mm-hmm. Man. Cause what I was bringing was crazy. <laughs> yeah, me too. So I had to go to night school. Yeah, it was C minus <laughs> and, and incompletes. I you never seen an eye on a report card. I don't even know how you do that, you know, it was wildness, you know. But I made it through. You know, I'm so I'm so shocked I graduated from high school because I just was not doing anything. Yeah, me and too. didn't care. Yeah, I still have dreams where I'm still in high school and it's the week before graduation and they're like, you're gonna fail. <laughs> Damn. And that didn't even happen. I passed just fine. Yeah. But I often have dreams where it's like, yeah, man, you need to go talk to the teachers because they're not gonna pass you and you're not gonna graduate from high school. Yeah, I kind of very think, vivid dreams. I kind of think they uh they was just passing. Just get out. Just get out. Because <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know how the fuck I made it through. <laughs> <laughs> that he just giving giving diplomas yeah, he's out here, and them flicking them out. Man. It's too many of y'all in this bitch. Yeah, just get out. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So so he made up that whole lie, which wasn't true. Mm. And like I said, actually, Shu finished number one in his high school class, and he was named most likely to succeed. And he could have gone to virtually any college that he wanted to do, wanted to. He flipping out about a B. He doing all this about a B. I think he just was obsessed with it. Yeah, but. You I think that? that was all a lie. <laughs> I think that was all a lie to make her feel bad. Like, like what you got, what you're getting me raping you is deserved in some kind of mm. weird way, which is super sick. To, yeah, that's psychological warfare. It's like I'm raping you, but you ruined my life, so mm-hmm. I'm. This is revenge. But it wasn't. He just was obsessed with her for whatever reason. I don't yeah. know. You know, he didn't. He, he, he. I don't think he got a B. I think he got all A's, and mm. this never happened. Anyway, he never served in the military, and he went on to open up an electronic store in the Twin Cities. So this took place in Minnesota. Uh, so he kept the he kept them at his house. Uh, he kept um, Mary and Elizabeth, her okay. daughter, at his house. The victims were often separated by shoe. He sometimes would place Elizabeth, the little girl, in a box in his van for eight hours. What when is he was a shoe? At work. No, shoe is his last name. Oh, okay. Yeah, shoe is his last name. All right. He would when he would go to work. Oh, he said separated, but okay. That yeah, okay. she would separate them. All right, gotcha. He would put the daughter. Sometimes he would put her in a, in a box in his van, mm-hmm. and then leave the mom tied up in the closet in the house. Oh, I thought was some, that was some type of name for like room or something. No, no, it might, it might have been, but he might have called it the shoe, yeah. like in, in, <laughs> yeah. as an homage to himself. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so he would separate them sometimes and lock the mom in the closet and the daughter in a box in his van. Furthermore, Shu told Stauffer that he would kill her husband and son if they ever tried to escape. So now you're planting these little psychological seeds of don't do anything that I don't want you to do because other people are in danger. He did, however, thankfully, he's so nice, such a nice guy. He he assured her that even though he was capable of raping her, which he did, he was not a child molester and he would not rape her daughter. Oh, he did. Yeah, so nice of him. Yeah. But he did threaten. He would threaten to make her watch him rape. Mary, mm. which is just as not just I don't I'm let me not say anything I don't know, mm. but that's damaging as well. Yeah, raping a little girl is terrible, but making a little girl watch her mother get raped is just as capable of fucking them up terribly. Yeah. You know, so he kept them like caged animals. Yes. So I guess he fed them. 
um, yeah, right, throughout you know, the day. Yeah, and feed them and give them water, probably had them piss in a bucket, or maybe maybe they could go to the bathroom. Who knows? Couldn't but imagine. They, I'll get to it, but he kept them for 53 days. Wow. In, the, in these conditions. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, so on July 7th, 1980, after Shu left for work, Mary Stoffer managed to remove the hinge pin from the locked closet door. Despite being chained to each other, Mary and, Mary and Elizabeth were able to reach the phone in the kitchen and call law enforcement. Mm. After making the call, they hid behind the car at Shu's residence until police arrived. Both were immediately freed after seven weeks of imprisonment. Wow. Shu was arrested at his business on the same day. He was taken to Ramsey County Adult Detention Center. And while he was in jail, he offered $50,000 to another inmate named Richard Green to kill Stauffer and her daughter to prevent them from testifying. Mm. Uh, I'm guessing this guy was going to get out soon. Or? No, he also, it was the 50000 was, you help me get out of jail. Oh, okay. And go kill oh, them. Oh, got you. Okay. Which is not enough money. No. Uh, Green communicated this information to the FBI immediately. Yep, I would too. Yeah, it's like um, this dude's crazy. Can you I gonna get insult th- me with this offer? Yeah, oh, okay. And, cool. and can I, he he did this. Can I get five years off? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He used that immediately. Yep. Uh, Shu's trial began in 1981. During the trial, Shu smuggled a knife into the courtroom, and when his victim testified in court, he jumped over the table and attacked her. Mm. He managed to cut her face. What? It took 62 stitches to close her facial wound. This is Mary Stoffer. At the same time, Shu promised to kill Stauffer and her daughter when he would be released from prison. Psychological evaluations of the defendant showed no signs of mental illness, however. Now, what year was this? This was 1980 and 1981. And they wasn't cuffing you before they go into the courtroom? I don't know. Okay. Maybe not. That's crazy. It wasn't... It it wasn't... Uh, like, in, he the trial was going on. So they might have uncuffed him. Then, you know, you got your suit on. You got your lawyer next to you. OJ wasn't cuffed. You know, I, I don't know. If, unless you're like a mass murderer. Yeah. You know. Okay. Nico Jenkins might have been cuffed. That dude that cut his face all up. Yeah. He might have been cuffed. But this dude, he nobody died. I don't know. Except the little boy. Little I don't boy. know. If, I don't know if they pinned. I don't know if they okay. figured out the little okay, boy was it. his was his doing at the time. So he might have just been in a suit and, you know, doing whatever. But he, you know, got a knife. Jumped mm. the fucking table and slashed her face. He could have slit her throat. He could have killed he her. He could have killed her. Yes. Yeah. So I'm sure they made, you know, he was never any kind of courtroom. That courtroom specifically, they probably always cuff people yeah. from that point on because mm. of that incident. Um, Like I said, a psychological evaluation somehow determined there was no mental illness, even though he stole two people, kept them in a house for 53 days, raped the woman. Um, who knows what else made them, you know, told them stories about killing their other family. Yeah. I don't know how that's not m- mental illness. But. Killed that little boy for nothing, man. I don't even. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Um, Dude, had like, probably just chilling, just had his ice cream. He was just... six. Yeah, he was probably, he probably didn't even know what was happening. He just saw so, a dude open his trunk. He, who knows what he thought? Mm, that's sad. Yeah, absolutely. When the trial ended, she was sentenced to 30 years to life on the federal kidnapping charge and 40 years on a separate state murder charge of the little boy. Mm. Uh, he was declared eligible for parole on July 6, 2010. And on September 28, 2010, the Annika, the Annika County District Judge Jenny Walker Jasper ruled Shu would not be released and would spend the rest of his life in prison. As he should. As he still appeared a threat to society. Yep. And that was the story of Ming Sen Shu. Uh, he was a threat to society, but wasn't mentally ill. 
I don't know. Maybe they maybe they declared him. You know, some that shit is so. I find it bullshit sometimes because the people that they bring in to make the assessments mm-hmm. are doing it for the benefit of the court, and maybe they didn't want to declare him mentally insane because that would help him get a better okay. sentence. All if right. he oh he he was he was too mentally he was meant, he's too mentally incompetent to stand trial. Mm. So they go he's mentally competent enough to stand trial. He's not crazy. Mm. And then when the time comes for him to be released, they go no he is crazy. He's still dangerous. Yeah, and so he can't be released. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that's the criminal justice system. I don't know if I agree with that, but in this case, I'm super fine with it. Yeah. He should never be released. What he did was terrible. Um the woman uh did a press run and um um interviews and everything leading up to this movie coming out on Lifetime. Um Allison Hannigan played Mary Stoffer. Allison Hannigan, you might know. Did you did see you American play? Pie? Yeah. Um yeah, she was you know, that one one time at band camp. She's her. The redhead girl. Okay. Um, and she was in How I Met Your Mother, and she's in a lot of stuff. She does a yeah. bunch of like TV show, game show hosting, and stuff like that. She's cool. I like Alice Hannigan. She also, um, uh, uh, you know, at a time, biggest thing on the planet wasn't Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She played uh, Willow. Um, just a little fun fact. Yeah. Uh, so that movie came out. I haven't seen it, but the mother, Mary Stoffer, and her daughter, Elizabeth Stoffer, did like a whole press run where they were doing interviews and telling the story, and they seem, they seem, well adjusted enough you know they're christian folk and believe everything. you pay for that right yeah when the, okay. when your life story gets turned into a movie you definitely get paid okay. i don't know if you get paid to do an interview all the time but when the amount of interviews she was doing i'm sure there was some kind yeah. of she was doing you want me to keep talking about it y'all had paid me yeah for sure especially something so traumatic yeah but again this was they seem like they got through it enough as much as you can i'm sure this woman yeah. is still haunted by yeah. nightmares and all these kind of things for sure she's like in her 60s you know she's this cute old lady and her daughter's like 40 something years old and i'm sure it still haunts them but they've figured out a way to be able to talk about it and move on with their life and mm-hmm. i think that that's super cool um anyway that was my affirmative murder of a a fucking doozy of a person ming sen shu um the that's what that's what you look like like in real life mm-hmm. that's you that's real life you when it when when the stalker is a killer, he's not killing the people who were mean to you at work. Yeah, he's he's hurting you, and anybody that gets in his way of getting to you, that's that's what a stalker is. It's not some handsome dude who reads books. <clears throat> um. So yeah. So that was my affirmative murder. Any questions? Um, I know a lot of stories when you hear about stalkers when they keep these people hostage for a long time. Mm-hmm. It seems like after they do it for like a couple months or something, they get too comfortable. Sure. And then that, That's when they make they, a mistake. Yeah, they, they slip up and that person always gets away or finds some way. Or just, they've been plotting this plan of, I got to do this, so I got to wait for him to go to work and yeah. to call the police or something like that. And they think they think you've, they're so mentally deranged that they they think it's been long enough, they're like, they like it here now. Yeah. So it reminds uh, remind me of that story where that guy did that McDonald's. The black uh, dude? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, remind yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I found out the the full story of uh, that, because at first it was just like a funny internet yeah. thing, that is a really dark story. Man. Yeah, that girl. I think two of the girls died, and one of the girls w- who survived was banging on the window or whatever. He's like, "Man, when you see a white girl and yeah. a black dude, yes, ma'am, run." <laughs> He's obvious. What do he say? What do he say? I was just coming from McDonald's. He did a whole commercial. Yeah, man. I know he got McDonald's for life off of that. I was just coming from McDonald's, got me two uh, a Big Mac and some fries, <laughs> and I saw a woman banging on the window. 
that was that yeah, was nuts. I'll never forget that's that when I when you tell me the story that that popped in my head. That was, yeah, this shit was hilarious. Yeah, man. that video was hilarious. And then when <laughs> I found out the extent of what that what that guy next door was doing, dark shit. Yeah. Mm. So you know, yeah, if you see something, say something, man. Sometimes you could be wrong, but you never know, man. You might be saving somebody's life. Anyways, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, it's Fran's turn to tell you some fucked up shit. So stick around. All right, and we are back. Before I throw things over to Fran, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to a woman who left something very beautiful on our Facebook page named Monique Rojas. Um, I feel weird reading what she wrote because it, even though she put it on the wall, it felt intimate and personal to us, and I don't want to put her on blast like that. But seeing that on the eve of the new year going into 2020, uh, those words hit me very deep. I thought that was a very cool just thing to say and, and let us know what our podcast may have done for you in a time in your life. And sometimes you don't put stuff into perspective. Sometimes, you know, we just come on, on a weekend and just do this shit. And sometimes we're like, oh, that was fun or that was crazy. That story was wild or whatever. And, you know, we go on our rants about Popeye chicken sandwiches or whatever. And we don't really think about the people listening and what that did for them, where they were, got them through the work day, whatever. So shout out to everybody who listens to this podcast. Shout out to, you know, anybody who feels like this podcast is what helps them get through a work day, gets through a rough day, whatever it is. We appreciate you listening. And uh, no matter what thank you comes our way for that, it's it's mind blowing to even get that in the first place. So really know that the thank you's on you. Uh, thank you for listening. And we just appreciate that. So, um, like I said, I'm not going to go and read the whole thing, but you know, it was, it was, it was powerful. It was special. And it was something about reading it going into, I read it at like 1130 right before new years and the clock struck Mm -hmm. turned over. It was like, damn, man, that's wow. That's crazy. Like we've been doing this for like, I don't know, three, two, three years now, something like that. And it still blows my mind that, we get the listeners that we do because when we started this podcast, I was I was very adamant that I didn't want to be the person who promoted the podcast on our Facebook and try to guilt our friends into listening to it. Uh, so I said, if we could get ten people who don't know who we are to listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. that would be that's my goal. Yeah, you know, just somebody that doesn't know us listening because they like it, mm-hmm. and it's turned into a lot more than ten, and that still blows my mind and. It's very much appreciated, so thank you. Anyways, uh, Fran, the floor is yours. Take it away. Yeah, so My Friend of Murder this week is about um, a little girl. Uh, the story is called Precious Doe. What? Precious Doe was the name that they gave this little girl. Like um, D-O-U-G-H? No, D-O-E. Oh, like, doe. A, like, a, like a little deer. Yeah. Oh, okay, I was like, Precious, Precious, doe. Precious doe. Yeah. Okay, Precious Doe. I got this from... Um, Thought Co. Um, uh-huh. This is written by Charles Mont- Montado, and I combined it with the CNN article because there wasn't a lot of information on the story, so gotcha. I just had so to, you to go deeper. Yeah, I had to get what I can get. <clears throat> so, Precious Doe was shy of her fourth birthday when she died. On April 28, 2001, the nude, decapitated body of a three-year-old girl was found near the intersection mm. in Kansas City, Missouri. Two, da- two days later, her head was found near oh. found nearby in a plastic garbage bag, and it would be more than four years before the girl given the name Precious Doe by police, will be identified as Erica Michelle Maria Green. Oh, my God. Yep. So, that's why they gave her the name Precious Doe, because she was, she was a child, and they didn't, they didn't know who she was. And she's like a Jane Doe. Yep. I mean, wow. Wow. Yeah. Fuck. 
So police unable to identify the child her, named her Precious Doe. Law enforcement and the community banded together to solve the case. Missing child, missing child advocate and Kansas City um, community activist Alonzo uh, Washington said he spent four years working to get attention for Precious Doe because as a father, he didn't want people to just forget that um, it was a child discarded like trash. Absolutely. So sketches and computer drawings and busts of child were distributed um, nationwide on several television crime programs before a, re- a relative came forward and identified the victim on May 5th, 2005. The mother, um, step, the mother and stepfather was charged in this case. Mm. So Precious Doe case had frustrated police for four years and had been featured on several television crime shows, including America Most Wanted. Now, when they do that, do you think law enforcement want them... Can they stop them from doing that, putting it on America Most Wanted, or you think that helps them with their case? I definitely think it helps because if if it's an unidentified person... Anybody can come forward and say, this is my cousin. I saw this okay. girl here, whatever. So that helps. I don't. I thought maybe they didn't. Sometimes they might not like to do it because it, it ruins the evidence that they have that they might not want to go out in public. But I guess if they have well, it. Well, I don't then... think. And also don't know what evidence they have because the yeah, girl's true. missing. It, it'd be one thing if we were talking about they knew who the who the killer was and they go, this person's name is Kevin Stevenson mm-hmm. and they look like this and like that. Then if that person, Kevin Stevenson, finds out that he's being looked for, he could leave the country, whatever, boom. But they're just looking for who killed this girl and who, and who she is. Yeah. So I think in that case, I understand what you're saying. I just think in this instance, it doesn't hurt to get any information or put the information out there because they don't know who she is. Mm-hmm. If it was they were looking for the killer and put the killer's face up there, that would be probably not a good thing. Hmm. Which they do that too. I remember America's Most Wanted and being like, I'm going to find this person no, and I'm get $100,000. No. Oh, I'm always in search of the <laughs> I'm always in that. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm like nine. I don't, obviously, I'm not going <laughs> to succeed, but I would be like, I think I saw a great Monte Carlo. Just calling in false tips? I didn't say that. And wow. I didn't say that I did that. Okay. We will move on. <laughs> I can't believe you said that on a mic. Yep. I told you that in confidence. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, in the end, police say it was a tip from a family member that finally helped authorities identify the child and um, also those responsible for her death. So the break in the case went came when a man who said he had seen his grandfather several he had I'm sorry. The break in the case came when a man who said he had not seen his granddaughter for several mm. years responded to a newspaper ad that Washington had placed. And this yeah. is Alonzo Washington, uh, the community activist. Yeah. Um. That an ad that Washington had placed in Kansas City Police Captain Rick Rich Lockhart said. So the ad sought tips in, in Precious Doe case and offered $33,000. So a $33,000 reward from community sources. So Lockhart, this is from Lockhart, this is what the captain said. Uh-huh. So since the body was found, police have logged more than 1,000 tips in the case. Mm. So press reports said a grandfather of one of the principals involved came forward and provided police with photographs of Erica and as well as samples, hair samples from the child and the mother. Mm. I don't know how. I don't, I kinda, snatch one of them things off. Yeah, but why? I mean, I mean, why is he keep? Why does he have just hair? Because he probably thought she was suspicious. His granddaughter was not. Well, I guess. But he, he hasn't, hasn't seen, seen the granddaughter. Though. Yeah. So who knows how that was playing out? It might have been a Casey Anthony thing where the daughter was still coming around and being like, "Yeah, she's sick. She couldn't come today." I don't know. Yeah. So he might have been like, "Shit, I'm fucking." Maybe the maybe the. I'm just saying. I'm saying if he if that was the case, then I mean that's brilliant that he did that. Like, yeah, for sure. Like, this something's wrong. I'm gonna just try to while she's here and just 
get some pink pink. Yeah. Take two pairs. Take this, you bag. want to sip of this water? Boom. Yeah. Take the glass. Put, use the tongs. Put the glass in the bag. Yeah, I don't know how he got down, but yeah, yeah he was smart. He was on it. Yeah. If I don't see my grandkid for four years, something's up. Unless we had a fallout. If I still see you, but I don't see the kid, that's yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> the kid's always just sick. Or yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. At school and shit. Yeah. Seven, at 7 p.m. Uh, so on May 5th, 2005, Michelle M. Johnson, the 30-year-old mother of Erica, and Harold Johnson, 25, her stepfather, was arrested and charged with murder. Wow. Police said Johnson told them he was under the influence of alcohol and PCP when he became angry with Erica. When she refused to go to bed, he kicked her, mm. threw her on the floor, and left her and left her there unconscious. Now, mm. I get where he's coming from, but I don't. What? Nobody should be. No, because Sophie just doesn't like say kids that. Not just kids not just listening. But yeah. I mean, he was he was under the influence, but I mean, it doesn't. That's that's way that's way over the line. way over the line. I think that um, the punishment that works the best these days is I'm gonna take this from you. Mm. You know, I mean, a little pap on the hand. I think that um, corrective punishment in the sense of kids reaching for an outlet. Mm -hmm. Smack their hand. Don't touch that. You'll get hurt. Mm -hmm. Now you they identify that outlet with pain. Mm -hmm. They reach for the stove. Don't touch that. You'll burn your hand. Yeah. So now it's way less pain than they would have felt if they touched the stove. Mm -hmm. But they they identify that stove and touching it with uh, some kind of pain. Yeah. In those instances, I'm fine with that little pap on the hand, little pap on the butt. I'm fine with those things. But, um, yeah, he went way too far. Yeah. But I think that all the stuff that these kids have these days, I'm taking your iPhone. I'm taking your this. I'm taking your that. Yeah. And just let them deal with it. I think that, sadly, people in this society have become so materialistic that they would rather feel pain. Uh, you take, they would rather feel pain than you take something from them that's theirs. Yeah. For us, it was like, I would have rather had just got a beating than I can't go outside for a week. Yeah. Just punish me now. Yep. And then I can still go outside. Yeah. I would much rather have had that. Yeah. I think my mom picked up on that too because at some or she watched some kind of <laughs> some kind of suburban show. Uh, at some point, I, she just started saying like, "You're grounded." Mm. And I was like, "Grounded? Like, yeah. Why are we, we don't say that." But I started getting grounded, <laughs> and it was like, "You can't, can't go, go outside out. for a week." Yeah. And that was way worse than if you just beat me. Yeah, stuck in a now house. beat me for ten minutes, and then I can go do my life. Yeah, my punishment was you just you get grounded, but you get you stay in the room, like in your room. You stay in the room. Oh, yeah, come that's out. old school. Yeah, that's old school. Solitary confinement. Yeah, shit. You stay in the room. Read a book. Go yeah. something. Do something. Go lean in the doorway, Dad. Uh, hey, it's bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to try all the shit. I I didn't been put in my room a couple times. Uh, I was like, I think I I think I learned my lesson. <laughs> I think I learned it now. You try everything. I I, I think I got it now. I, I shouldn't have done that. It's torture, walk, man. Yeah, they walk by your room. You're like reading a book. Yep. So they, they think you're, oh, he's trying to be a better yeah. person. Uh, yeah, I'm reading this book now. I read. Can I get out had now? The Harry Potter. That's why I read through the Harry Potter book, the first one. <laughs> I had to, I read through that being, being punished. So yeah. I read it. But um, yeah, I, I understand that. In my house, it's the, the flip-flop. Chocolate. Click, click that up. Kick it up off my foot. Come here. <laughs> She, ch- she hates that chocolate action. Yeah. It's, it's a wrap. She said that flip flop. Oh, it's a wrap. <laughs> yeah. So um, so yeah, he kicked her, kicked her in the face with the head, um, mm. threw her on the floor and left her there um unconscious. So Erica Erica remained on the floor unconscious for two days because wow. um because of the couple refused to seek medical help. Probably internal bleeding. <laughs> yeah. Um, they both they didn't seek medical help because they both had warrants out for their arrest. 
So after Erica, so she, so Erica did die. So after she died, Johnson carried her to the church parking lot. Now this is Johnson's the stepfather. He's not even the dad. Yeah. So and the mom is letting this yep, happen. She's yep. going along with this. Yeah. So Johnson carried her to the church parking lot, then into the woods to the wooded area where the stepfather the stepfather cut her head off with edge clippers. So Erica's body was found near an intersection, and two days later, her head was found nearby in a plastic trash bag. Wow. I, and and not to get graphic, but I have some hedge clippers, and I use them to cut branches sometimes. Are those are big, sti- the big, those uh, big scissors. scissors. Big okay. scissors. Wow. I didn't even think about them being able to cut through bone, especially like a kid's a kid's. They neck. strong enough? I cut branches off of trees. Yeah, like not like a little branch. stick. A kid's neck is not stronger than a tree branch. But so I, I feel like you gotta do multiple. Uh, you clips might have to. He might have. That's, that's crazy. Fucking, he's sick as fuck, man. That's wild. It really, it really shocks me that not just not anybody can have a kid. I understand people. Not everybody can have a kid. I understand that. I just mean if you're able to have a kid, just anybody who's able to have a kid can have a kid. Yeah, that blows my mind. Yeah. Like no, no qualifications. There's no, there's no worthiness that needs to be proven. You can, if you can have a kid, you can just have a kid. Yep. Because it's crazy to me. This woman has a kid and allowed her boyfriend to not only discipline her kid, but then the kid died. And because they both had warrants, she she self-preserved over preserving the life of her child. She yeah. goes, I don't want to call the police because if they come here and see this, I'll go to jail. And they both, sorry, I'm sure both of, both of them was on drugs. Oh, yeah, they probably both PCP'd up, yeah. shermed up, and put her own self-interest over that of her child and let her child die slowly on the floor. Yeah. That's yep. crazy to me. And then let him go cut her head off, defile her body, yep. and throw her in a dumpster. That's crazy to me. Still as crazy is Casey Anthony doing what she definitely did. She definitely did that to her kids. So I don't. It, it blows my mind, women specifically, that mm-hmm. have the ability to kill their children. Because I feel like that that bond is supposed to be it's different. It's different, yeah. And sometimes it's not. It's crazy. So on December 3rd, 2005, prosecutors announced that they would seek the death penalty um, in the case against Harold Johnson. Authorities believe that the child died while Johnson was decapitating her um, oh, with no. the edge clippers. Yep. Oh, so like she was still slowly alive, like a little bit alive. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So, um, a, so they said that a cousin shed, um, sheds light on the abuse suffered by Erica. So, I mean, like, so I think... The grandfather also was had an idea that some shit was going on at the house. So sure. that, that was some other information that they put out. So according to Harold Johnson's cousin, LaWanda, LaWanda Driscoll, the Johnsons uh, moved in with Driscoll in April 2001. So Michelle Johnson helped her husband dispose of Erica by placing the, the dead child in a stroller as if she was asleep. Wow. Later, she told Driscoll that she had given Erica to another woman to raise. She described Harold's treatment of Erica as abusive, stating that he beat her for small infractions such as crying or not wanting to eat. Wow. Yep. So one day she heard a loud bang coming from the child's room, and for the next two days, Erica was kept in the room. The couple told Driscoll that the child was sick. Michelle Johnson then told Driscoll that she took Erica to live with a woman who first raised the child. Same thing Casey Anthony said. Yeah. So they just coming up with these lies to try to stall people or whatever. Um, so uh, Michelle Johnson pleads guilty. On September 13th, 2001, 2007, Michelle Johnson pleaded guilty to second-degree murder um, of her three-year-old daughter 
In a plea deal, she agreed to testify against her husband, mm. Harold Johnson, who was charged with first-degree murder. Mm-hmm. In return, prosecutors agreed to commend, I mean, to um, recommend a 25-year sentence for the mother of the for the mother of the murdered child. So Precious Doe's um, mom testified against husband. And Michelle told the jury that Harold Johnson was on drugs when he kicked her daughter in the head mm. and the child dropped to the floor unconscious. Mm. He just picked up his feet and kicked her on the side of the face. I said, what? she said, she's what the like f- three, right? Yeah. What the fuck? Shh. What the fuck did you do? It shook him out of his high. She's Johnson said. Wow. Okay. You couldn't could stop this man. Yeah. I'm sure he had already been yelling at her and probably put his hands on her yeah, some other way sure. before th- before that being the straw that made you decide to say something. Yep. So she said Jesus she put Christ. the child in a tub of cold water, but she failed to come around. She then put her on the bathroom floor where she stayed for two days before she died. So they were saying that she died on the floor, but I think that she was just still unconscious. Yeah, she's probably and like then, brain dead yeah, or in and a coma of some kind. Kicked the floor. Grown her brain, man. Her brain probably swelled. And then when he went to do whatever he did after that. That's crazy, um, man. So I'm I'm hoping that you know, her being unconscious, she didn't even know what was going, what was going on, on and feel oh, yeah. no pain. I like to think that, man. Jesus Christ. Um, fearing that she might be arrested on outstanding warrants, Johnson made the decision not to call for medical help, which is selfish. Incredibly selfish. Selfish isn't even a good enough yeah. word for yep. what that is. I don't even... That's, that's wild, man. So, guilty verdict. A Kansas City jury deliberated for about three hours before returning to before returning a guilt verdict. Harold Johnson, 29, was charged with the death of a decap... The death and the decapitation of the three-year-old Erica Green... The daughter of his then girlfriend, who he married a year later, after the trial. Yeah. Wow. No. So Johnson was convicted of endangering the welfare of a child and abuse of a child. Um, during closing arguments, prosecutors told the jury that a guilty verdict would finally bring justice for Erica. This selfish coward made the decision to put himself before the three-year-old, before this three-year-old child's life, said the prosecutor Jim, um, Jim. That so word, that word justice gets thrown around yeah, a lot, man. Yeah. It just that it isn't that I don't. It's not. There is no. It's not enough. Yeah, like, there is no justice for what he did. It's, it's just just like we solved it. Case yeah, closed, you solved it. You solved the case. You could bring an end to it. Yeah, you could. You could bring a resolution to. You can end this. You know, case. But there is no justice. You know, a case of justice is. A rape victim getting a rape mm-hmm. victim can get some semblance of justice. They'll never really be okay again. Yeah, but they have the opportunity to do the work to get to being okay. Yeah, you kill a person, there is no justice for that person. They're just gone. Mm-hmm. They don't ever get justice. They don't. They don't go get to be like they're not some. You know, if you believe in that, they're not in heaven looking down like huh, he's going to jail. Yeah, justice for me. It, it, it's not that. It's just not. Um, so on November 21st, 2008, Harold Johnson was sentenced to life without parole. Um, just a couple like tips I have, some some couple you know, side notes I have. Mm-hmm. Um, so the death of this little girl has touched our community in a way that I think is absolutely um, unprecedented. This is from um, somebody that works in the community okay. where the story happened. So members of the community set up a website and formed a committee while continuing to seek information about the case. So reading that, I first thought of um, don't fuck with cats. Yeah, trying to trying to go deeper, trying to go deeper and set up this little community for people to chat and like whatever tips they have, they can 
keep it in house and y'all could just keep it you know amongst themselves. Yeah. Um, like a Reddit, like a Reddit sub thread. Yeah. So it was. It says good finally to be able to give the name to the child, which was after all this happened, they could even they didn't know who the little girl was. Yeah. It really gives the community and us a law enforcement um a sense of purpose. We know who we are and who we're going to be fighting for. And he said the same tipster gave investigators information a year ago, uh-huh. but it was not the same information. This is what the captain, um, one of the captains said. The details this time was much more, much more helpful than last time. So on July 15, 2003, Erica's body and skull was ex- was exhumed so a fourth reconstruction of her face could be done by a forensic anthropologist. The case has received national attention and been. Um, featured on television shows such as Cold Case Files, which I love Cold Case Files. But wait, why do they need to, why do they want to restructure her face? This was before. This is this is oh, just okay, some stuff it. that they had got they it, okay. before in they the process. Yeah, before they Because it was like, a, it was like years before yeah. they, while she was precious dough. Yep. yep. Got it, got it, got so it. So that's okay. what they had to do to help them figure out, because they got a picture of her, but it was a reconstruction picture. Okay, so these people kind of contributed to figuring out who Erica Green was yeah. and who, you know, pushing to keep the story alive. Yeah. You know? Okay, yep. Yep. got it. Got that's it. what that, that community activist was. He was like, I just didn't want the charges to be thrown away. That's why he kept pushing and fighting it. Right. Uh, so three years ago, investigators considered the possibility that she was Ryla Wilson, a missing five-year-old girl from Florida, and DNA tested um, eventually that proved that theory wrong. Okay. And Ryla Wilson is the story I will be doing my next story next week. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Okay. Um, but I did this story because um, it's just the whole thought of all these like kidnappings and all the shit that's going on since like it's yeah. one like every week and then you got people falsifying them it's like yeah, yeah, how do we times. how do we know what's real and what's not when you got people out here doing stuff like that it's wild times man and um it's just just want people to watch out for their kids I have a four year old daughter don't be letting your kids just out walking around by themselves again we preach this a lot of times of letting people that you're dating or whatever be around your children and you just don't absolutely know these people not. like that like absolutely not that's crazy what they did to that little girl was was sickening it was, it was terrible. for y'all not to call the police and then you let this guy that you're dating kill her like that's people you need people need to earn the right to be around your kid just because you have a good relationship with that person right in the in the beginning and it's physical and whatever it is it, meeting a kid is is serious yeah and it needs to be treated as such um that kevin hart docuseries it was really good um i think some people took some wrong messages from it and focused on those but what was it just about his life or something it or? just was about his like you know he like cheated I on his wife and all okay. these kind of things he just kind of cleared some stuff up but one thing that he said with, with that. the wife that he the woman that he started dating when he had two kids with his previous wife mm-hmm. he said it it was a it was a it was like a moment that he had where he goes Okay, now I like. I think I really care about you. I think I love you. Mm-hmm. Now I'll introduce you to my kids. Mm-hmm. It had to be built. Like it, I have to trust you with me yeah. and trust you as a person. And then that's another step. It, that's not like, well, now we're dating and now you meet my kid. It's like yeah. that's a separate thing. It's like yeah. we date and then you have to earn that point. And when I when I really know we're serious, like marriage serious, these kind of things, now I'll bring the kids. If I know I I could see myself spending the rest of my life with you. Now I'll bring my kids around because you can't just bring your kids around anybody. Yeah, you know, and and that's that's the whole point, man. It, it's just not cool. Also, with that "don't fuck with cats" thing, I've started to come around a little bit, man. I I don't know if I'm if I'm not if I'm so confident that those people in that internet chat 
didn't contribute to causing him to kill somebody. Hmm. Because the vir- the virality uh, virus and all these things of the internet, I've seen it make people do some crazy shit. Hmm. And if they had never paid attention to and given light to the him killing cats, hmm. maybe he goes, okay, people don't care. I'll move on. It was attention seeking. That's what he wanted. But it, and it escalated. Yeah. So when we first watched it, my point is when we first watched it, I said, I think I asked you that and, I, and we both said like, no, like he's crazy. He was yeah. going to do that anyway. Now I'm not so sure, man. I don't mm. know. I don't know. Because yeah. I see people just want to be famous, man. Yeah. There's a video. This kid's getting killed. I hope he gets his coins. I hope he gets his money, man. I, you know, But it's not funny. It never was funny to me. There's videos like, I'm in the ghetto. Yeah. That da, 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 da. yeah. And now that kid's trying to like, up it? Yeah. But it's like, it, ha- it happened, man. Move on. Yeah. But it's like, no, you get a, you get that taste and you want more. Oh, you want it to oh, keep going. Well, they remixed it oh. and he did it in his, he just, it's like his catchphrase. Oh. And mm. people don't know, it's like, just, it was cool. funny. But it, it, I didn't think it was funny at all. But people used it and now, you know, he was mad because it was, his credit, his account wasn't getting the credit. Which is how Twitter works. Like somebody found it, they put a different caption on it. Now it's that person's getting all the fame, but it's your face. Yeah. So now he's trying to get it from his account. Mm. And it's like, man, it was a, like it was a moment. Let's, you know, whatever. And he's going out. You know, people go overboard and try to do. The only person who that worked for is that dude who does those nasty ass songs. That dude's hilarious. Uh, but JJ, dude's like, man, JJ sucking on your oh, butt. Oh, no, I'm oh, sucking oh. on your butt. Girl, let me see your butt. It's like this white dude. He looks like... Uh, oh, the one I was talking about titties? Yeah, he looks, yeah, like, he looks like he looks like the brother from Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. He's like shirtless. <laughs> yeah. That, he can go, uh, keep going overboard because yeah. it's hilarious. And he actually is like really talented. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like yeah, making the beat. But um, yeah, no, that variety, the virality virus is a real thing. People want to be famous. They don't even want, they don't even know why they aren't trying to make money. They don't know how to spin it into something. It's just like, no, but just keep talking about me and like my things and me, like, give me appreciation. They don't even want it for any kind of monetary gain. They just want the fame. Yeah. I think it was one thing I heard on the radio. I meant to ask you about this, that Instagram was supposed to come up with something that they stopped having likes. They did like, do that. They did stop. It's, I haven't. I don't know on Instagram that much, and yeah. if I am, I don't even pay that shit no mind. They but did do that. I thought that was a good idea that they that they did that to me. They make, did do me. that, but the reason that they're giving is not the reason that they did it. Mm. The reason that they're giving is, you know, people are becoming so infatuated with this, and it's like a sickness, and people caring about how many likes they get. Yeah. But the reason they did it is because there's a bunch of people on Instagram making money based on their algorithm. Mm. So if you get a million likes, you can go to Verizon and go, I get a million likes on a photo, give me $100,000 and I'll put a Verizon photo Mm. on my Instagram. But Instagram doesn't get any of that money. So now you got to go to Instagram and ask for your algorithm. You got to ask for your numbers. Mm. And they go, okay, well, we can give that to you. You pay us some money. Okay. I assume, I'm not at that level, but I assume you can still get access to your numbers if you have the kind, and you know, you can get a printout, but mm. I'm sure I don't, I'm not asking for a printout. I don't care if I got 30 likes, yeah, but if you're getting 50,000 likes, you might go call, Inst- you might have the ability to go call Instagram and they go, okay, well we need this. Yeah. Okay. You well, know, that makes so, sense. I would, I would too. Yeah. It's like, you're yeah, not all these, that's the same thing that's going to happen with this TikTok thing. Yeah. That's the same thing that happened with Vine. People start making money on the app and then the app's like, wait, where's my money? Yeah. And then the people on the thing go, well, I'm funnier than this. 
So fuck this. I'm leaving this. Yeah. And then that dies. And yep. the person who thought they were super hilarious, it turns out you're only funny for seven seconds. Yeah. <laughs> now you don't make money anymore. That thing died. Yeah. So all these people on TikTok. Uh, Is that what look, happened with Vine? It just that's how di- that's how Vine died. That's crazy. Everybody got cocky. Every all those top Viners were making all that money, and Vine was like, "We're not making any. Of- you're making you're making money." putting something on Vine, but the deal is happening outside of Vine. Yeah. So you just use our platform. Yeah. And so I think they started either demonetizing people or something, and then everybody who was the top people who were really making bank went to YouTube, the King Batches and yeah. the, all those people, and they still have careers. Yeah. But then the in-between people lost their ability to make money, and Vine died. Hmm. So that's what's going to happen with TikTok. I don't give a fuck about TikTok. I'm yeah, not downloading either. TikTok. But I'm sure there's like... TikTok people, yeah. like the oh, top yeah. TikTokers, yeah. are making money right now, and then eventually TikTok's gonna go, "Hey man, you can't keep making money yeah. on our thing and not give us money." It's everywhere, and they're gonna go, "You know what? I'm gonna go make lip sync videos on Instagram then, and then TikTok's gonna die." Yep, and that's just how the, that's the cycle. Everything repeats. It's crazy. Anyways, uh, you know, let's jump into these good vibes so we can get up out of here and continue to enjoy our 2020. And I know some of y'all are still. Right in 2019, then you got to slash out the 19, scribble it out, and put 20 over top of the scribble in 2020. This is the last week for that, y'all, okay? Get used to it. It's 2020. Stop writing 2019 on your shit and having to scribble it and rewrite it. Knock it off. Now let's get to these good vibes. That's right, folks. Welcome to the first Good Vibes segment of the year and the decade. We're going to start both of those things off as well as we can with some positivity and some light beams to really get into your soul, prepare you to go forth into the world and make a difference. Friend, would you like to kick off the decade and the year first or would you like me to? You can go. Okay. So my Good Vibes story this week is actually a pretty shocking one, playing off of um, my question that I asked you earlier about would you save the boxes from a burning mail truck. Yeah. Um, A Phoenix teenager risked his life to save a man in a wheelchair from a fire on December 13th of Mm. last year. We didn't get to it, and we're getting to it now. I got to give, we got to give the flowers while we can. This still was a great feat. Yeah. The 15-year-old ran into a smoking house near the 62nd Avenue and Camelback Road. Keyshawn Lindsay heard panic as he was playing basketball outside. Across the street, a woman and her daughters were running out of their house, screaming and crying. Lindsay ran across the street to help them. He said, quote, that's when I ran in. And then and then she said her brother was like in a wheelchair. Uh, The woman's brother, Marcos Marquez, is paralyzed and cannot get out of bed. Lindsay did not hesitate to run inside the smoking house to save him. He said, I had to cover Lindsay. I had to cover up my face with my shirt from all the smoke. This young man, uh, this is this is Marquez. This young man just came up out of the middle of the dining room asking my sister, how can I help you or what can I do? Lindsay brought Marquez his wheelchair, but then the man was having spasms and couldn't get himself into it. He's like, I'm going to pick you up, said Marquez. I looked at him like, you sure? And he's like, oh, yeah, I got you. So he grabbed my legs, picked me up, put me in my wheelchair, and then took me to safety. Phoenix firefighters say food on the sto- food on the stove caused the fire. I just want to say thank you, man, Marquez told Lindsay on Thursday. He's pretty much my hero. It's rare to have someone this young risk their life to get someone up get someone else. It feels good. It feels kind of good. It's good, said Lindsay. So a, a boy of, a boy of few words. 
but yeah. he's about that action. Yeah. So um, I just think we need more people like that, man. You know, again, we've we've told good vibe stories on here where uh, with teenagers saving people from suicide and mm-hmm. all these kind of things, and I go, I'm just so happy that there wasn't like a phone involved. Yeah. Where it's like, yo, I'm in the house, y'all. It's burning. It's crazy in here. Yo, it's crazy. Look, he in a wheelchair. It's crazy. You know, and he just focused on the task at hand and saved somebody. And uh, I commend this young man, Keyshawn, and I'm happy that Marcos Marquez Marquez is safe and that they didn't lose their family member right before Christmas. It's bravery, man. Super bravery. Again, it's that fight or flight. I don't know if I could run into a burning building. It'll have to be my house and my family. Yeah. Somebody I don't know. Um, You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't don't know if my legs would allow me to. Yeah. You know, I, I just... I don't know. I think I'd, I think I'd freeze up in that moment. I'd call somebody. Yeah. But I don't know if I could just run into a burning house for somebody that I don't know. I don't know. I like to think I could. I like to think I'd want to help, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I think self self preservation kicks in when it's no attachment. Yeah. Yeah. So that's tough. I think I can get myself pumped up, but then when it came it came time. Yeah. When that fire hits your face, I've been burned, bro. When that fire, I've been in front. Your... Well, yeah, I've been in front of it. Yeah. That's, how, that's yeah. just how the shit. That, when that fire hits your face, bro, it, it's it, it's a reality. Just like a wake up call. Oh shit, it's hot in there. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, sorry, man. I wait for the ambulance to come. You know. So that's tough, man. Mm. I don't know. But shout out to shout those. Out to him shout, sure. shout out to him for sure. That's, that's a that's a bold move. Uh, that was my short little good vibes. And uh, so I'm gonna throw it to you, friend. Yeah. So my good vibe this week. Uh, when a young, you probably have seen this, this is a video. Uh, when a young man was trying on a new pair of basketball shoes at Walmart in Dayton, Ohio, he managed to convince an older woman to help him put the sneakers to the test. So, <laughs> so after oh, the, so after I the did guy, see this. yeah. So after the guy had nailed some practice dribbles with uh-huh. the new kicks, he called out to the woman as she was walking past um, his aisle and asked if she could help him practice. Although the woman said she was on her way to do a meeting and she had no idea how to play basketball, she did join to play some defense before walking away with a smile. <laughs> Since the man uploaded the adorable video to YouTube back in November, it was been it had been viewed a thousand by thousands of people and it's not hard to see why. Now this dude Yeah. I, guess I like he, the I like the lead up to it where he's like, okay, squeak it. Yeah, I mean I'm guessing he's just getting off work. Yeah. Or whatever. He had his like reflection jacket on. So he got on there and put the shoes on. Like, I need some new shoes. He running back and forth doing suicides with the ball. <laughs> and he like it's like a commercial because he was stopping right in front of the camera. Yeah. So, so you see the logo. <laughs> so you see the logo. Like one shoes or something like that. So he did that. And then like she came in. He's like, you know, you wanna help me? Got the ball and just started dribbling and whatnot. I thought that shit was hilarious. Yeah, it was a nice, it was a nice interaction. Yeah, that was like funny that shit. Um but he can't come to court with those shoes on, man. No, you can get that roasted, yeah. man. I'm sorry. sorry yeah, I, yeah, even if they're functional enough, like you can't come to the court with kicks from Walmart. I'm yeah, sorry. It ain't gonna happen. Um, I, I, first of all, I'm gonna cook you out of those shoes because <laughs> my handles are deadly. My handles, my handles were too deadly for my own body. My Achilles ruptured and couldn't handle my sauce. So I don't think some Walmart shoes are gonna be able to handle yeah. the sauce that I put on when I finally make my triumphant return yeah. back to the sports world. Yeah, it was a great video. Yeah, it was a great video, but he can't come he cannot no, come to court with those shoes on. I don't do that, bro. So. Go to finish line. <laughs> There's a place you can go to get some 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 affordable shoes. Yeah. Walmart is not a specialist in athletic shoes. No. Go to finish line, go to the the rack in the corner. Yeah. You can find the left one and the right one. You gotta dig a little bit. Yeah. But you find both of them, you get those two pairs of shoes for fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Yep. That's that's adequate. Your basketball shoes can't cost twenty dollars. <laughs> They're not gonna last, man. No. It's dangerous. It's not good for your ankles to be playing in no. those. Um that's just my recommendation to him. I'm sure, unfortunately for him, they probably backed the Walmart truck up on his house. Yeah. Here's all the all and the, one all shoes. All the colorway. You, yeah, all, all you got. <laughs> 
<laughs> no. Having the colorways and all the Walmart shit is crazy. I'm like, this is a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Having the Concord and ones is crazy. <laughs> it's like <laughs> these are the pink, these are the uh, Miami Heat, New He's Jersey wave uh, and one shoes. I'm like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> I just like the commercial, man. I'm good. I don't need... Don't give me... Yeah. Shit. I don't want them. I don't... Maybe he took them to a nice, you know, uh, some kids shelter or something like Maybe. that. You know, group home or something like that. Um, <laughs> anyway, folks, uh, this has been our triumphant return back to uh, the podcasting world. Um, you know, 2020, I'm looking for 2020 to be a magnificent year uh, full of prosperity and joy. Um, you know, I'm hoping that for everybody else, hoping that for all of our listeners, mm-hmm. hoping that for you, Fran, hoping that for the fam, hoping that for my fam, yep. and, uh, you know, hoping n- nothing but, you know, bright looks and fill that bag up Yeah, all year long. And uh, I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Fran So Evans, and we'll see you guys next week. Deuces. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.